Trophies to you all! Friday has landed with us! God damn, what a week! Woo! I hope we're feeling tremendous, because god damn, I'm feeling good! I am the Divine! Praise me! Praise me and worship me as I stand before you, enlightened by the light of the seven gods! And forget, forget that Ethan betrayed us! He left us to die! He did not want us! That's okay. Because like all good drama times, we did put him to rights. He felt the judgment of the courts in all ways. Good day to you all, you wonderful people. You are my heroes as we come to celebrate the end of yet another week passing and hopefully a return to normalcy in the next couple of months. And it's a pleasure to be here with you. An absolute pleasure to be with you. Yes, some of the ghosts are see-through. Slimer in particular. Poor Slimer. He has a place close to my heart, yet he is just not quite here. He doesn't get to spend his time with us. I hope you've all had a decent week, and if not... Any PreachCon news? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, nothing you'd like. The rest of... It depends on the world, right? It's out of my hands, unfortunately. As much as, much as we are getting vaccinated here in the UK... It's down to the rest of the world uh, to sort of get to the same stage. Will that happen in time? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But we have been looking towards something towards winter, maybe. Uh, something along those lines. We're, we're, it's in discussions. Emma's been working on it and she's doing her things to get it going. But as of right now, I can't tell you anything because there's nothing to tell you. Because PreachCon Line, it's, it's not one of those things. <laughs> PreachCon Line is not one of those things. Uh, unfortunately, but yeah, as much as I miss you all, and I dis desperately do, we're not there yet. And that is just the fact of the matter. We are not there yet. Uh, but when we are there, we will be there together. And that's the important thing. Once we are there, we will be there together. And that's what matters. Uh, at least in my mind. Safety and happy with no silliness and anything to hold us back. We can unleash the power. Uh, we can unleash the power locked within. Look, if BlizzCon's online, <laughs> don't look to me at PreachCon like, well, Mike, hello, hello, get it together, right? It's just not the case. <laughs> it's just not not the case. Okay, it is Friday. It is, of course, drama time, which is why all you guys are here. I have several stories in front of me to hopefully put a smile on your face as you head into the weekend so you can feel good about yourselves at the horror of others. So we're going to start uh, here uh, by recommendation. With the real Australian. Our brothers on the oceanic servers. You have a hard old time. Representing that alliance though. Oi. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Fucking. Oh, what are they called? What are the chaps called in Australia? Bogans. Fucking Bogans. All of you. All of you. Every single one of you. Uh, we have our wonderful sponsors here. We've got a Hippity Hop. Hippity Hop. Hello, Hippity Hop. Good to see you, my friend. Hippity Hop. And Graydon. Graydon. Good sir, Graydon. You got me thinking about PreachCon now. I fucking hate you, Isaac. <laughs> I put it out of my brain. It's over there. Now I have to think about it. Right? As long as I leave it in this box over here, I don't have to think about how miserable it makes me. I just put it in the box and just lock that box up until I can open the box again. Like It's like a Christmas present wrapped under the tree. I could just leave it over there and then I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about Crazy Jack turning up with all sorts of Welsh memorabilia <laughs> to dress me like some sort of statue. But for our wonderful people here, uh, we need a guild name. We need a guild name to go on with our real Australian. Uh, so I'll get started while we see it. More Welsh things. No more Welsh things. Let's go. Good day, Preach, and all the bludgers and bogans in your chat. 
I've got a bloody ripper for you here. <laughs> About the time I took the piss and got absolutely buggered. Uh, the divines. <laughs> the divines. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> the divines. I picked up World of Warcraft in Wrath of the Lich King, an official Wrath baby. I'm pegged straight away that this game was Ridgy Didge. The fuck is Ridgy Didge? It's Ridgy Didge. I did the hard yards until I got into a fair dinkum raid guild called the Divines, who were working on Ulduar flat. Okay, this is too Australian for me for a start, alright? Ridgy Didge. Ridgy Didge and fair dinkum raid guild. I don't even know what that means. Is that a good one? It sounds bad. I would be offended if someone called me a dinkum, I think. It's good. Alright. Gearing up was a complete piece of piss. When we cre are you sure you got you are you're not British? We creamed Yog. Okay, that means beat him. Uh, we gave hard modes a burl. <laughs> Even though we carked it constantly, I assume that means wiped. I thought it was I thought we were all dead set awesome. Good stuff. Why? Well, partly because the raid leader was top dollar. So the raid always just went off. And partly because the bosses were ace and none of us were there to fuck spiders. True. Good stuff. And partly because of our hero, Hippity Hop. Hippity Hop's a Spanish mage. And I had... Okay, Austra how many Australians do we have with us today? I need, e I need so much translation right now because I don't know what this means. We have some Australians with us, I assume. Usually they're in bed at this time. Alright, okay. Wispy Wombat, I will trust that name. Translate this... Translate this sentence for me. I thought Hippity Hop was hot dicks. And I had tickets on her. So I assume that means she's uh, attractive and I would like to get to know her better. If I was to translate that into British, she's hot dicks and he has tickets on her. Okay? <laughs> this is good. Pretty much. Okay, nailed it. Nailed it. Her accent got me throffing every single raid. Well, when I first joined the Divines, I got the usual round of welcomes and wonderful things along those lines from the guild. But instead of that stuff, Hippity Hop came in with, Tell me you are Australian. Please. I need an Australian. I shot back. Too right, Uru, kangaroos and shit. I'm Aussie. No fucking worries. Know what I mean? Hippity Hop showered me with ASCII hearts. And we were thick as thieves right away. Thing is, though, I'm full of shit because I'm not Australian. I'm actually from a village called Henfield in West Sussex. And at the time, I was still living there with my parents. Henfield is not far from Brighton. It was a couple of stone churches and a tea room. The biggest shop in my town... Is the main, in the main street is Budgeons. I have a note here from Bex. I looked Budgeons up, and it looks nice. Let's go there for a team holiday. <laughs> okay, what is Budgeons? Budgeons shop. Budgeons. This sounds like somewhere that sells jam. Is it somewhere that sells jam? Oh, it's a Tesco. Oh, it's it's just a Tesco supermarket. Okay. It looks kind of classy. Is this a classy Tesco supermarket? Is that what this is? It looks... It, I mean, it sells quavers and shit. And Pringles. So, I mean, 
It's not fancy at all. It's got it's got discount wine on the front door. This is not fancy. Just because you paint something green doesn't mean you you fancy, right? If you paint something green and then put discount wine on the door, you're just a corner shot. It's a spa. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a spa. We're agreed. <laughs> We're agreed. It's just a spa. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you want to go to the spa for a team holiday? Very easy to please, Bex. Well played, Matt. Well played. Here's a sausage roll. Call it good. To this day, and I won't lie, I've never been to Australia. I went to a family flo- a family holiday to Florida in the 90s, and Brexit Day was the first day I'd been out of a family holiday in the 90s, and since then, Brexit Day was the first time I'd ever been outside of Europe. But according to the Divines, and especially Hippity Hop, I was Australian to the fucking core. I told them I lived in Cairns in Queensland, and I was a snorkeling instructor. Classic Australian. Everyone's a snorkeling instructor. Everyone. I love this backstory. He's got a whole legacy. At least you didn't say you wrestled alligators or some fucking nonsense, right? I'm not sure what else I'd come up with for Australia. I told them my best mate was an Aboriginal football player named Max. Why? Why did you do that? Why? Why did you create, like, a... Re- <laughs> what the fuck? I told them... I had a giant pet spider. Of course you did. Of course, every Australian has giant pet spiders. All of them. I peppered my speech with Aussie slang that I googled. Your, your your story did sound like you did that. I got it. In my head, though, it wasn't lies. I was playing World of Warcraft, so technically, what I was doing was roleplay. Okay? Technically... What I'm doing is roleplay. <laughs> of course, <clears throat> voice comms became a bit of an issue. At first, I pretended I didn't have a microphone because we don't have any bloody computer shops in Cairns. But I knew that couldn't last. Helpful guildies got on Google and discovered there are indeed computer shops nearby. How helpful they were. Bastards. Also, talking during raids was a big requirement for the hard modes, especially since I played as the guild's off-tank. I had to do homework. Please don't mock me for this. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, you're getting mocked for this. I went online and started watching episodes of Home and Away and Neighbours. Carefully. For days. I would repeat the lines back at my TV. I... You guys are so desperate for for a girl. It's unreal. (laughs) It's fucking unreal. It's so sad. I practiced all the time. My dad found it really fun and decided to join in. He would start doing Australian accents and briefly a family meme was doing things in Australian until one day dad yelled, where's my bloody tea Sheila to my mum and she told us to pack it in. I'm sure she did. You called your mum a Sheila. (laughs) I like your dad. Your dad was like, this is really weird, but I'm kind of into it. Not gonna lie. I'm joining in. Yeah, let's do it. Eventually, I logged into Raid one Sunday night with my microphone connected. I joined Ventrilo, and there was Hippity Hop, chatting away in her sexy Spanish voice. (sighs) How to start, I thought. Suppressing the panic of being caught out immediately, I raised that finger high. I went down to that push to talk. Good day. Hippity Hop squealed with delight. Finally, she said. I had some lines prepared that I had learnt. 
so I could respond. <laughs> yeah, the postie pulled his finger out and dropped my headset from Sydney. Sorry, I can't do an Australian accent. I've never been. My confidence grew over the first raid, and by the end, I was chatting away in my phony Australian accent with ease. I even scored a big laugh when a dagger dropped, and I said, That's not a knife. Classic. Classic Australians. They're just all cliche. Every single one of them is a cliche. Walking cliche. Hippity Hop whispered me a big heart for that one. Said she loved when I keyed up. For the rest of Wrath of the Lich King. For the rest of the expansion. I was now the guild's beloved Australian feral druid. But it fucking worked, you know. It fucking worked. Hippity Hop and I got closer and closer. We were about the same age as she was uh, in veterinary science school. She was Catholic and liked cats more than dogs. Ooh, game over. Nah. Out. Failed. And more than anything, she talked about visiting me in Cairns one day. But she couldn't quite afford it. If only she knew our true proximity, I thought. I began plotting to visit Hippity Hop in Grenada. Ryanair would f- You were gonna- You went- You- Oh my fucking god. You're actually gonna pretend? How are you gonna work out at the airport if she's waiting for you? How is this gonna- I mean, there's so many holes here, dude. You, you've gotta fuck this right up. Ryanair would fly me there from Gatwick for nine quid. We would meet on a romantic viaduct overlooking the city. I knew that I would fess up that I was English. And I knew that she would laugh and twirl her long dark hair with her finger. And then we would kiss and begin our perfect life together. <laughs> yeah, okay. But cataclysm. The cataclysm arrived and the cataclysm brought a cataclysm. And it was a new hunter called Graydon. Graydon is a real fucking Australian, prick. One day I logged into Raid, and there we were on Ventrilo. And I remember it vividly. That accent. He was talking so easy, so cool. And it was clearly way better than mine. He explained that he was from Melbourne, but was in the UK studying finance. He barely used any Australian slang at all. It didn't sound anything like home and away and neighbours. And when he did, I didn't understand the words he was saying. My balls shrank right into my stomach. You are our second Australian member, explained the raid leader. The other one will be here shortly. In fact, he just can't join the channel. G'day, mate. I said. G'day, said Graydon. How's it bloody going? I added, my standard greeting. Um, not bad? You must be from Queensland? He asked. Yeah, mate. I said. It's a really strong accent you've got. That's because we're fair drinkum up here, mate. Whopper fucking bonza. I almost shouted. Right, he said. And, uh, where are you now? Queensland, I replied. I could tell he didn't believe me. He could smell a fucking rat. This made me mad. Who the fuck was this new guy? I was the Australian around here. And no crappy new hunter was going to muscle in on my territory or my girl. Why are you playing EU? He asked. This was a question I'd had before because it didn't make any sense for me to do that. Eh, 
I work bloody weird hours, mate, innit? But I can make pommy raid times easy. Oh, right. So your latency must be terrible, though, right? Ah, it's bloody crap, mate. Like, over 200 sometimes. In truth, my latency was fine. <laughs> it was absolutely fine. I was in the UK. All right. I, uh, I never got lower than, like, 600 on my Oceanic server when I played from here. That's why I decided to transfer. I thought the uh, undersea uh, cables alone would add more latency than that. Ah, uh, bullshit! Your internet, your internet must be uh, up the duff, I replied, realizing instantly that in my panic, I had really fucked up. Up the duff doesn't even mean broken. It means pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, It must be up the duff, he said. That's when Hippity Hop joined in. Two Australians? I'm so spoiled. Introducing herself to Graydon. It might have been my imagination, but I swear, I swear to you all, she was flirting with him instantly. My blood began to boil. I had planned a perfect life for me and her. Listening to this drove me mad. A disaster struck when Hippity Hop explained that she really, really liked Australia and was hoping to visit me in Cairns soon. Cairns? Said Graydon. Yeah, mate. You're in Cairns right now? Yeah. How's the weather? Ah, uh, bloody scorcher, I declared. Right. If you, you might want to look out the window, though, because there's a cyclone. Cyclone Yassi is going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it got a bit rainy yesterday, I stammered. <clears throat> Yeah, Cairns has been underwater for a few days. As far as I know, there's not even any power in that region. When I spoke to my family. You flaming gala, I said, adding for the benefit of the raid. This one's a fru uh, a few roos short, mate. There's no bloody cyclone in Cairns. But even as I said this, I knew I was absolutely royally fucked. I could almost hear my guildies googling Cyclone Yassi. Graydon, that piece of shit, had dismantled my entire guild identity in less than 20 minutes. Embarrassment's a word that gets used a lot. I was embarrassed. Not embarrassed like farting in a lift. Just defeated. And a little afraid. I needed a way out. So I doubled down. I doubled down. Now you mention it, the power has been a bit off and on. And I unplugged my PC. It was two days before I had the guts to turn the computer back on. I spent hours composing a goodbye post to the Divines. I even made a fun title for it called Confession of a Massive Drongo. Then I sat refreshing the page, waiting for replies. In the whole afternoon, there was one reply. And it just said, you idiot, from the healing officer. Hippity Hop didn't say a word. I never spoke to her again. I ghosted everybody. I still wonder about Hippity Hop. Would we have had children? Would we have got a house together? <laughs> 
Did Graydon take that Ryanair flight to see her? Did Graydon meet and kiss her on that viaduct? Did their children speak in some unbelievably ridiculously, ridiculously sexy Spanish-Australian accent? Please preach. Oh, don't bring me into this. <clears throat> if you're out there, hippity hop. Get in touch through preach. Don't do that. Instead, write me a story of the guy who pretended to be Australian and the kind of shit he said to you. All right? Fuck this guy. Fuck the author, right? You listen to me, hippity hop. You come here, right? You write me a fucking story about this guy pretending to be Australian. To try and get in your pants. Alright? That's all I want to know. And I also want to know what the fuck drives you so wild about Australians. Because I've met an Australian. And let me tell you. I did not get hard. So. Fact. Get in touch through Preach Hippity Hop. Forget the viaduct. One day we'll be together I think. Go on a walkabout. And we'll yarn about old times. Maybe. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But thank you for a little story there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's really sad. Why would you... Why do you lie? I don't get it. I don't get why you guys get yourself so entangled in these mental lies. Oh, painful. So fucking painful. Okay. I admire the commitment. This is the problem with lies, right? I had someone who lied all the time. And it was just unreal, man. It was unreal. They would tell me that they were regulars at this gym. And I had been there. And then I went. And they'd redecorated the whole place, right? So he would tell me all the time about how often he'd been to the gym. How much he was doing reps. So one day, I asked him what he thought of the new paint scheme, which apparently had happened like six months ago. Just out of conversation, like, oh, what do you think of the redesign? I had no idea what I was talking about. Had def definitely not been. And then tried to make it up that he goes and he doesn't look at the walls. Because <laughs> he's so focused on his workout. Mm. <laughs> mm, okay. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> Just keep digging. Just keep digging. Uh, you that's, the that's what they came up with. It just won't accept... That it's bullshit, right? Just won't accept. Like, oh, I don't see the walls because I'm focused on lifting. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why? 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 All right, we have a story in front of me called You Don't Pay My Sub. Good God. Good God. You don't pay my sub. Is somebody trying to make you min-max? I don't know. Uh, let's have a look here. We have our one character name, which is Bird. Let's see what Bird has been up to. Hello, Preacher of the Ballers, known as The Chat. I heard a few FF14 stories recently. Indeed, a lot of our audience is playing some FF14. And I heard in drama time, and I have a fun little story to tell you about a dungeon and a little red mage I had while in the, while in the queue for dungas. I will preface this story. It also deals with RP, but sadly, to pro pre preempt the chat, it doesn't get really weird. <laughs> okay. Before I get to the juicy part, I would like to lay out my character and what a red mage is for you. Okay, we have a wonderful screenshot here of uh, a rather dapper-looking fellow. Damn, yeah, there's no weird RP. Uh, this is his character. Very delicious. Very, very delicious. Do we approve? Do we approve of this? Very matching. Very, very pretty. I like it. Doesn't look hard, though. That's a standard red mage. Oh, you just got called out. 
Is that a blue DK red mage? Blue DK, mate. Looks like an NPC. <laughs> blue DK. I do dabble in some roleplay, but more along the D&D &D kind. Not the old stuff you find in the dark alley of Dalaran. The character I played is a machinist, a ranged deeps that uses guns and turret mech as a gunbreaker. A tank class that uses a gun blade. Ooh. The character I RP as uh, is a certain gunslinger from a certain D&D &D podcast who's my favorite character, whose last name rhymes with Polo. Bidet to all those who know Smiley Face. Lastly, a red mage, for those who do not know, is a mage that is also a decent fighter and uses healing magic and destruction magic alongside their melee capabilities. Using white or black magic fills a bar, and if both are full enough, you could do big combos, which is cool. So it's important to cast spells to hit harder. They also look awesome. With that, with that out of the way, let's get to the good part. During my time trying to get through 14, sec uh, Final Fantasy XIV's second expansion, Stormblood, I was playing a gunbreaker to get into a dungeon quicker to complete the next story mission. I don't remember the name of it specifically, but if anyone in chat knows, it was the underwater castle dungeon. Now I run a damage meter known as ACT, but add-ons in 14, or using add-ons in 14, are against, uh, are against the TOS. But ACT is kind of ignored as long as you don't flame anybody because of the damage meter. Is it, This is a rule, right? This is a community rule. You're like... You're not allowed to comment on performance? Is that what? I'm not sure what the community rule is. Like, you're not allowed to comment on people's performance in the game? Yeah, you can't. Okay. I mainly use it to... I mean, but how do you flame people, though? I don't get it. Hmm. You flame their mog instead. Huge brain. <laughs> Huge brain. You just flame their mog. All right, got it. <laughs> I mainly use the damage meter to try and better myself, to become a hero, see where I'm messing up, uh, as I do a plan on doing savage raiding, which is uh, like heroic, but slightly harder, but not mythic raid dungeon World of Warcraft hard. I started with uh, a, a hello in chat and start pulling, as everyone else said hello too, and one noticed my toon's name reference and talked to me about it. Everything seemed fine. Well, then it took roughly five minutes to kill the first, but oh no. <laughs> oh, what do you do? Oh God, this is horror show. They're all doing no damage. And you're not allowed to say anything? Come on, man. That ain't right. Everyone's AFKing on damage and you're not allowed to say anything? Fuck's sake, man. I noticed the first boss was taking roughly five minutes to kill. And I started thinking to myself, you know what? This is taking quite a lot, bit longer than it should. And I shrug it off because, you know, it makes a lot of HP. And I was still progressing Stormblood at this point. Come to the second boss. And again, it takes a lot longer than I'm used to from other dungeons. Oh, I take a cursory glance down at my meter. And I notice this red mage. Bird. Bird's doing practically nothing. Curious, I watch as we pull trash, and then the third boss says to, Why is Bird not doing anything? I notice that Bird, as a casting mage, isn't using what we refer to as spells. Like at all. Bird would run in, and just use melee hit combos over and over. I was baffled. Why aren't you casting the spells on your mage? And hampering themselves damage-wise. Why are you wasting time? After the third boss in the dungeon. 
I needed to say something, but of course, it's against the TOS, so I had to play it cool. Hey, bird! I can't see any spells coming from your character, mate. Why is that? Their response. I do not cast the spells. My character is a fencer. He doesn't believe in spells. He only believes in the foil. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay, good, 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 good. <clears throat> As we're clearing trash, I'm kind of thinking, uh, oh, maybe he's, he's RPing. All right. I mean, I RP, but maybe this isn't the time or the place to, you know, RP. We've been in there for already 30 minutes because of how slow it's going. Using spells makes your melee stronger and would, you know, enable him to do damage. This is where I made the mistake of asking someone to play their class. As Bird says in all caps, YOU DON'T PAY MY SUB MATE! YOU DON'T GET TO SAY HOW I PLAY MY GAME! ALRIGHT? YOU PLAY YOUR WAY, I'M GONNA PLAY MINE. YOU TAKE YOUR OPINION AND YOU PUT IT OVER THERE WITH EVERYBODY ELSE WHO GIVES A SHIT. YOU SEE IT? NOBODY! MY MAGE, MY CHARACTER. I thought he was joking. I thought he was like a copy pastor almost in the community. But even the other DPS joined in. Supporting him. Yeah, mate. What are you being elitist for? Shut up. Let him play how he wants to play. He's paid for it, mate. You paying his sub. Don't think you are, mate. Yeah? Why you leave him alone? The healer was not amused by the info of this person RP playing. Instead of just, you know, helping the group. Bird pulled the final boss to spite us and died, and we killed it with us three alive as the healer refused to combat res. Bird. And the other DPS being a ninja didn't have the ability to combat res anyway. Bird as the boss fell, as the whole dungeon took 46 minutes of what I now know should have taken 15, started yelling about the toxicity. Yelling at me, yelling at the healer, called us gatekeeping scumbags. And we are the reason... That the toxicity in Final Fantasy XIV has reached poisonous levels. Poisonous levels. Yeah? Get your meter out, double check it. Poisonous. I just left the dungeon in the instance group and... That's the end of it. That's the end of it. But of course, it's never, never, ever the end of it. The messages start arriving, the pink. Berating me. Elitist. Toxic. The usual shit. But just saying to please, can you cast spells on your mage in the dungeon? That's it. I didn't even mention a damage meter. I just told him maybe if you play your class right in group content, RP players wouldn't be seen as bad players. And that maybe you should learn that RP has a time and a place. And when doing dungeons with other human beings, that's not the right place. He didn't agree with that. He gave me one final retort, of course. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, I have played Final Fantasy XIV since its fucking launch. I am better at this game than you will ever be. People like you 
are fucking ass wipes. Do you hear me? As I typed my reply and hit enter, I found I was blocked. I just laughed, continued on, but still was completely baffled by this display. And I'd never seen it before or after in FF or in World of Warcraft. I never ran into him again. And I hope you enjoyed this little quirky story while I was going through FF14 and this odd RP player. Looking back on writing this, I still can't wrap my head around just not pressing your spells. Because that's all it came down to in the end. A whole bar full of abilities and just not pressing them. I hope you all have a great day. I've been loving the VODs of RPG February. If you want another great RPG, I'd recommend Wasteland 2 and 3. <laughs> just remember though, for all everybody listening and yourself, there's nothing wrong with RP. But just don't do it in dungeon content. P.S. Yes, if you didn't guess from earlier, the character of my tune is modelled after his Lord Percival Frederickstein von Musel Klukowski de Rolo III from Critical Role. <laughs> Played by Taliesin in their first campaign. <laughs> Here's a picture of my actual mog for anybody who's interested. Why every time, every time someone sends me an FF14 picture, there's always one thing that's in the fucking background. Always. 100% of the time. What's going on here? Every time. Right? Every single time. There's a cat girl in every single... It's almost like they add them in when you press the screenshot button and there's no cat girls around. It just adds them back in. It's like, oh, you're taking a screenshot of Final Fantasy then you probably should have a cat girl in the background, right? Otherwise people won't know it's Final Fantasy fourteen, And we don't want that, do we? God forbid we should not have a cat girl in the background. That would be terrible. <sighs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. This is interesting. All right. Uh, I can't fit this whole title in. Uh, how we built the most hated WoW add-on. I'm curious. Which one? I mean, obviously my brain goes to gear score. I would, uh, my brain does go directly to gear score, but I'll be curious as to what this is. Uh, oh, mostage. All right, I can spell. I can spell. Uh, okay, let's get rid of the how. That works. Yeah, there we go. Perfection. Okay. Hmm. The actual full title of this story is how, uh, is for the full title is, how a hunter and I built the most hated add-on in World of Warcraft. Hmm. So we have Virilium. I can't spell today. And Mordig. There we go. Mordig. All right. Uh, it has to be gear score, right? I'm kind of, I'm really curious now. I'm not going to skip ahead. I will experience it with you guys. <laughs> right, we need a guild name. We need a guild name. That's not the Divines. I can speak. Shut up. <laughs> this is a simple story of Virilium, myself, and the best hunter who he ever played with, Mordig. This boy started at the end of Vanilla. And I fell in love with raiding in the Burning Crusade as a Captain America paladin. Who also got to raid as Retribution and had a really, really awful of Reflection Warlock alt. 
He thought he was pretty good at the game because he earned a Zulaman bear. But in hindsight, this boy was an okay player who got carried by Mordig and friends. Hard carry. I like that. Hard carry. Hard carry is a good name. I like it. Unfortunately for most of Wrath of the Lich King, his little old laptop just couldn't handle the game. Because Blue would cause his, com Blue would cause his computer to fail completely. And there was just a tiny bit of blue graphics in Wrath of the Lich King. Oh, literally the color blue? Lol. Luckily, the boy got himself a new Fujitsu laptop. <laughs> Before the Ice Crown Citadel, and managed to down the server second 10-man Lich King, which really got his ego up there. Cataclysm rolls around. And this Virilium needs a brand new guild. Okay, so it's not gear score. Gear score came in mid Wrath of the Lich King. It was before ICC. So it's not gear score. And Virilium needs a new guild. He manages to find the hard carry. Full of top raiders who are excited to create two 10-man raid teams. And guess who is chosen to lead Team B? Virilium. Who doesn't know well enough what Team B really means. Virilium is not the most socially aware. So Virilium convinces Mordig that this is going to be a spectacular idea. They can create a world-class raid team and really be the top-tier raiders. We were able to do it in Zulaman. What would be the difference? Side note. We didn't clear the Zulaman timer on time. We used the skip at the second boss to clip through the map to skip all the trash leading up to Halazi. This is what our foundation was. You cheated the Zulaman bear, you fucking scum. You fucking scum. <laughs> Legitimate bear owners like me look down on you. I want you to know that, okay? People like me who grafted, grafted in our overgeared characters and actually did it very easily look down on you, scum, okay? Spit on your grave. Brilliant and Mordig recruit raiders and progress through Blackwing Descent and Bastion of Twilight. They get one out of four heroic in Bastion of Twilight, but they do get five out of six heroic in Blackwing Descent. Unfortunately, their bear tank who swears that smoking weed made him better just could never manage to jump out of lava on a platform. Raid Team 2, I'm sorry to say guys, falls apart. And Raid Team 1 decides, and this is the important part, that they want to take a break from the game and now the inevitable happens as it does with so many drama stories they toss virilium the guild master until they come back oh no you created the spam add-ons oh you sons of bitches did you really you fucking a-holes this is the guild invite spam Oh my god, really? <coughs> oh, the auto-invite one? <sighs> that was Cataclysm. It was, wasn't it? The auto-invite one was Cataclysm. That the uh, Blizzard didn't fix it until late Cata, I don't think. Ah, oh, you piece of shit. You know, I had to do a video on that add-on because I couldn't even... You, do you remember how bad that add-on was? You couldn't even make a new character. I would get guild invite before... Like, four or five times before the character introduction video played. Oh, my God. Brilliant and Mordig are now stuck in a dead guild with not much to do other than PvP and have some fun together. But some of you will remember. 
Cataclysm implemented guild perks. Ah, yes, they did. But in order for those perks, you needed to level the guild. Well, two raid teams had leveled the guild pretty well, but it wasn't maxed, you see. A little backstory about Mordic. He's a French-Korean programmer living in Texas. He's extremely smart. He once created a program to pay his electricity bill with amounts in the pennies because the electric company had a promotion where anytime you'd pay them, they'd take your payment, round it up to the nearest dollar, and pay you that back. So he paid them five cents automatically every day, and they pay him 95 cents back. <laughs> Eventually, they told him to politely stop, but he earned a few hundred dollars along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Virilium and Mordig are in a dead guild with no members but remember at guild level 16 unlocked rank 2 of the most broken cesspool guild perk ever 10% of gold looted from mobs would go to the guild it was so nice you know when we had that and you fucked it up potions flasks feasts was just naturally taken care of for us guilds out there that legitimately like had such good times with that shit. And you fucked it up. You fucked it. Have group will travel. Have group will travel. How many people here never lived during the time of have group will travel? Not saying you fucked that up, but God, that was good. Oh my god, that was so good. Oh, I miss it. It's one of the things I miss the most is have group will travel. It was so good. The whole guild can summon everybody. Oh, my God. Oh. It was the best. You literally need one person to go somewhere. And there's always one guy who wants to do it. God, I hate you, Arthur. So fucking much. <clears throat> Mordig and I have an idea. Why not make an add-on that could quickly recruit many people into our guild? Lo and behold, over two months, Mordic builds the add-on, and together, we test it out. Yes, to my knowledge, as far as I know, Mordic built the first add-on that would spam invite players without guilds. You're welcome. <laughs> you fucker. Out of laziness. It was just out of laziness. That's all it was. Just laziness and greed. Laziness and greed. Looking to make a quick buck that's ruined so much stuff. So much stuff. And you fucking ruined it, man. Well, that was the first iteration. The second iteration added the whispers with a custom message that included their name so it would feel to them like a real typed-out message from a real genuine person. Then after a few seconds... Would guild invite them? The third iteration, when invited to the guild, it would automatically promote them to a specific rank. The fourth iteration included a button that, when hit, would review the guild roster and automatically demote inactive people for a period of time to the lowest rank. The fifth iteration of our add-on would then review the roster and people inactive for a set period of time at the lowest rank and mass kick them because we filled the guild up so fast. But inactive guildies aren't earning us any gold. And me and Mordig want that gold. Now, I consider myself somewhat honourable. For example, while leading Raid Team B, any BOEs that dropped, I did not give to the guild. I would auction them off and split the gold, even upgrades. Why? 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 
Not upgrades, right? I've seen guilds do this. Like, an upgrade drops for one of the raiders. And they're like, no, it goes to the auction house so we can all have some gold. Why? Why? <sighs> Are you going to buy that? Yeah, for more gold than you're going to pass out to the rest of the guild. Jesus fuck, it's a BOE belt. Get over yourself. I would auction them and split the gold evenly between my raiders. Because fuck team, eh? <laughs> they never gave us any guild or, uh, gold or access to the guild bank for pots and flasks. I earned maybe 200 to 300,000 gold doing this, and all my raiders were pretty happy. But now I had a guild bank, and already we had almost 1.5 million gold in it. Which was still a lot to me. Especially for doing absolutely nothing. It turns out, when Raid Team A came back to the game, they weren't all too excited to see that we had turned their guild into what would be known as the Cesspool Guild. I got plenty of angry whispers demanding the guild bank, and me, an honorable player, 100% turn that guild over to other people. But not until I do a couple of little housekeeping checks. <laughs> I took every single fucking penny out of that gold. Out of that bank, besides 200k, which was the balance before we made our add-on. Number two. I wrote down every cesspool guildie's name and how long they had been in the guild, not including G-kicked ones. They were out of luck. And three. I took the total gold earned. Numbers are hazy. This was 10 years ago. Around 1.3 million. I gave Mordig 500,000 gold. I gave myself 400,000 gold. And the remaining 400,000 I sent out to the cesspool guild members. Ah, I still fucking hate you though. I do. I mean, that's nice, but fuck you still. Yeah. There's no redemption here. <laughs> There's no redemption to be had. I mailed them out a portion based on how long they had been in the guild. Because I knew once I gave Guildmaster back to Raid Team A, they were going to kick everyone. And then, of course, I did the honourable thing and gave Guildmaster back to Team A. So I apologise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you all. I think we invented the most annoying add-on that spams people with guild invites. My old laptop may still have the test files saved that Mordig would send out while building it. Needs be, I could boot up and take a look for proof. One of the best parts of this, a lot of the cesspool players I mailed gold to didn't even play World of Warcraft anymore. So a month later, I got around 200,000 back from the mail that expired, which I kept. The worst part of this story is... The worst part. Mordig and I had planned to go to BlizzCon together that year in 2011. I had just moved to Los Angeles and he would, could come and stay with me. But we had a falling out. Over the years, I would check Armory to see if he still played. But a couple of years ago, after either Warlords or Legion, I couldn't find his character anymore. He either deleted it or changed its name. And sadly, I never took, took the opportunity to reach out and apologize. The old man in me wished I hadn't lost a good friend over a silly disagreement. So Mordig... I hope you, you listen to this. Are you here, Mordig? Did you help create that, Adam? Bex, we need a tweet. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this. If you remember my Warlock's name, feel free to armory me. I'm still the only max-leveled Warlock with that unique name. I don't play often, but I hope he sends me an in-game mail just to say hi. An old soul can finally dream. Thanks, Preacher. I've listened to you since Season 1. Calling Mordig. <laughs> And I'm glad I finally got the nerve to reveal myself and submit one of these stories. Well, you'll make no friends around here with that story, let me tell you. 
Gotta find another person. Yeah, I'm gonna get the, some guy who else you made the add-ons. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, we're not calling Hippity Hop. No, we're not. Absolutely not. Guilty as fuck. <sighs> Super guilty. Super guilty. Good God, gross. You ruined so much good stuff. Not that raiders are innocent here. I don't remember which guild was using Have Group Will Travel to like bypass entire raids. Fuckers. Idiots. Fucking morons, man. You screwed it up. You screwed it up. Alright, let's have another one. We got some time yet. Yeah. Oh, this one's huge. Oh, jeeves. This is 12 pages. Hold on. <laughs> this is 12 pages. Uh, this is the last one, though. Okay, we're going in. All right. I feel brave. It's fine. It won't be fine when my wife gets home and's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. All right. Let's have a go. <clears throat> Earning money. <laughs> it's the end of the day. I've got. If my kids are waiting for me. <laughs> All right. We'll keep the same name. Card carry. Uh, that does fine. All right, let's go. Hello, Mr. Preacher Man and your magnanimous chats. That's you wonderful people. I come from a small city in the UK you probably haven't heard of. It's called Salford. I'm so sorry. That should never happen to anybody. I'm so sorry. The story I'm writing to you about today is about how I got into WoW. How amazing I was straight from the off and how I essentially revolutionized stat analysis and I eliminated single-handedly any need for simming. And most importantly, how a pizza cost us a realm first Lich King kill. And then furthermore, how my guild was destroyed just two weeks into the cataclysm. I was 16 years of age when my mother told me that I had to get a fucking job, you lazy cunt. So, it is Salford. That would be Salford. So, as an avid gamer, I went and asked in the only place I could want to work in my dream job. Game. Diamond hands. <laughs> Diamond hands. In the Manchester Arndale? Ew! <coughs> oh my god, the Arndale? <clears throat> Rough. Rough. <laughs> Game in the Arndale, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. That's an interesting clientele. I walked in, gave my CV to the assistant manager, Slacker, who just came back uh, on Wednesday. We're doing interviews. Boom! First foot in the door. It's easy, this job hunting stuff, if you're ridiculously lucky. Uh, the Ardale's a beautiful shopping centre in the centre of Manchester. It really is the creme de la creme. It's not actually too bad now. They've, like, gentrified it. It used to smell of fish because they had a giant underground fish market, which permeated up through the levels. Interesting place. Um, I turned up on the Wednesday, got the job, and I started the following week. On my first day, Slacker introduced himself properly to me. And one of the very first things he told me was that he only worked so he could afford to play World of Warcraft and keep the electricity on and feed himself. And that was all he needed in life. Well, there it is. Now we know. Over the next few months, Slacker would repeatedly tempt me to start playing World of Warcraft. And I refused every single time. My response was, why would I pay to buy a game, then pay again to play it? I could just buy a game and not pay any more to play it. <laughs> Idiot microtransactions to which he responded with an in-depth financial analysis of how much he spends on gaming versus how much i spent and it turns out man had a point he spent way way less because 
he had decided to only play World of Warcraft. He explained it to me thusly. Don't think of the £10 a month you're playing to World of Warcraft. Think of how much money you're saving by not playing other games. Plus, I work at game, and I get WoW time cards 25% off. So I only pay £7.50 a month to keep gaming. I still wasn't having it, but he made a proposal. He said, I will buy you World of Warcraft, which comes with the WoW and Burning Crusade, and a month of game time. I said, all right, you pay for the first month, I'll give it a go. Ten minutes later, he came back to the staff room with the battle chest in a bag and gave it to me with the receipt. On the tram ride home, I looked at the receipt and he had just scanned in the battle chest and discounted it 100% using a manager code. Player. Later, I had found out that he had recruited about 10 members of staff in the store using the same technique. Slacker was big World of Warcraft. Like, big World of Warcraft. The game had not been out for four years at this point, but he told me about the slash played feature, and for him it was already over at 365 days on his Night Elf Hunter. Of course it is. So after waiting what felt like a week for the game to install and then download various patches, I launched WoW for the first time. It wasn't my first RPG. I had played some Elder Scrolls games. I'd played Baldur's Gate. I even doubled in Baby's first MMO RuneScape, and I always played a mage. I was also huge into fantasy novels. I loved stories about magic. So the obvious choice on a new character was a mage. I started, I started my first character and named him after a mage from a book I'd recently read. I loaded into Teldrassil and watched the camera slowly pan down to my character whilst the narrator filled in the backstory. Now I know that you and your chat are thinking Nelfs couldn't be mages back then and you are correct. Because despite everything I said about magic, and naming my character after this prolific mage, I made a hunter. And why? Why did I forego everything I love in the fantasy world? Why did I choose this? Because Slacker said it was best. And that was enough for me. My journey began then. My solo journey. I didn't group up with anybody. For anything. At all. Until Wrath of the Lich King. I, you see, was a gamer. I am good at games. All the games. I like challenge. I like trying to do stuff on my own. I'll do group quests on my own, try and solo dungeons when I way out leveled them by fighting a single mob at a time for hours. Huge brain. I was having the best time. Eventually, I hit level 70 about two or three weeks before the 3.0 patch. Wrath arrives and I powered my way to 80, where for the first time I woke up, I would group up with someone. Another slacker recruit. Oh, he's only in for a second. Chunky Ninja. Chunky Ninja from work asked if I wanted to go to Utgard Pinnacle with him and some of his guild buddies after work. Yes. I had a, done a dungeon. I wasn't high enough to solo. He said it'll be fine. His Death Knight guildie was basically going to blast us all the way through it anyway. So off I went. And we went through Utgard Pinnacle and I got some shiny items. It looked so fucking good. It was more powerful gear than I had seen in my entire life. And it hooked me completely on World of Warcraft. Utgard Pinnacle, really? <laughs> Most powerful items I've ever seen. <laughs> the next time I was at work with Chunky Ninja... I said thank you 
for showing me this experience, for taking me along. To which he kind of just went, okay. Then after a minute or so, he asked me, the hell is going on with your gear though, mate? What do you mean? Chunky Ninja stroked that thick, chicken nuggy-infested beard. And began to regale me with his tail. Do you know what DPS is? What of meters? And then he explained that he didn't know it was even possible in this game to do as little damage as I did. I was confused, because so far I hadn't had any problems doing anything in WoW. Chunky Ninja stared deep into my soul. Why are you wearing cloth spirit items? Why are you wearing strength rings? Why are you wearing stamina trinkets? I then explained to Chunky Ninja how he was a fucking noob. And I broke down my very serious gamer analytical method. Whenever a new item dropped, I would add up all the stats on it individually. I would then compare it to the number of stats that were on the item I was currently wearing. If new item had bigger number, I would put it on. It's pretty simple, really. I'm surprised you didn't think of it yourself, Chunky Ninja. Turns out I was fucking well shit at World of Warcraft. About 20 minutes later, after finally removing his face from behind his palm of nugget-infested grease, Chunky Ninja explained stat weights to me, and about add-ons and talent specking, the whole nine. Well, I went away, did some more research, thought, fuck it, I can't be asked fixing this mess of a character now. I'm just going to re-roll and save myself the hassle. Smart. What shall I roll then? Ha, <laughs> DK! Blood DK. Blood DPS DK. Yeah? Side note, fuck you, Blizzard, for removing blood DPS. <laughs> this time I made sure I knew what gear I needed, what talents were good, what a rotation is, what are cooldowns, and when do I use them. I went full-blown nerd. I could feel the beard sprouting from my face. I began doing homework on the game. I did more homework on World of Warcraft in three weeks than I'd done in a year of school, and it paid off. I was invited along to a raid for the first time. After Chunky Ninja inspected my gear and saw that it was the correct stats. My talents were correct. I didn't top the meters that day, I wouldn't tell you that. But I was nowhere near the bottom either. And the raid, Naxxramas, was fucking spectacular. Fucker. Best thing I've ever done in the game. Ugh. What? Wrath Nax? Shut up. Noobs. I needed, some, I needed me some more of that. For a while I raided with the team. But... A day came. I quit my job at game. I had to quit. They didn't schedule me in for Boxing Day, meaning I was losing out on triple pay. So fuck that shit. My next job as a door-to-door -door salesman, when I was only 18, took so much of my time that I didn't get to play WoW much at all. So I quit that job as well. <laughs> this job takes too much WoW time, mate. I'm not joking. I've been working like eight hours today. Know how much fucking wow that is that I'm missing out on. Not doing that, mate. Not doing that. Oh, God, you were a door-to-door -door Sky TV salesman? <laughs> and also, fuck going door-to-door -door trying to sell Sky TV. I started playing WoW again after quitting the door-to-door -door job and decided to become a healer. A priest this time. Now, I know you're going to say, and when I tell you that I, I rolled a female Draenei priest, 
But I only did it because cloth looks stupid on male character models. Dude, we all play female characters. They look way better. The only people who don't play female characters are strange. Yeah? They're strange. They do weird things in alleyways. They do. They carry suitcases as a normal thing. Think about it. Aside from Forsaken, all the male models are way too muscular. And cloth just looks stupid. By this point, 3.2 had come out and I spent ages farming for that Crusader title. Eventually getting it. Fuck off. <laughs> Around this time, I got a brand new job this time. Working for a bank on the phone. It turned out that someone on my team, Weasel, also played World of Warcraft. And was thinking about starting their own guild with his, IR his IRL mate and his brother. He asked me, do you want to be a part of this squad? Oh yeah. The only problem was, he's a hoardy on a different server. 40 quid worse off, I dumped, and I factioned and transferred my priest and became a founding member and officer of the hard carry. The officers were myself, Weasel, our bear main tank, Nups, Weasel's brother, Fingal, Weasel's IRL mate, other than my Sulfordian <laughs> self, the others were from North Manchester. Gross. It's a whole guild of people from North Manchester. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. Weasel set up the guild up, so was the guild master. But we had all been given the rank of co-guild master. How many of you is there? One, two, three, four. Four co-guild masters. That doesn't even break a time vote. Oh my god. A four four Mancunian guild masters. Nightmare. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pump up those numbers. We got together. They were making a 10-man raid team. 50% of the raid roster are guild masters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got together 10 people and started off with Ulduar and moved on to Trial of the Grand Crusader. With Oh, great raid, by the way. It is. With me being the lead healer. The lead he Are you healing officer of a 10-man team? The fuck is that? There's two of you, right? <laughs> Who are you? Your healing officer of the healing team. I was playing this at the time. Had Healbot installed like a pro. And let me tell you, I could click on all 10 players' raid frames every 30 seconds or so like nobody else. At this stage, I'd just like to point out that we were playing on the lower populated faction on a very low pop... Oh, don't make excuses. On a low pop faction on a low pop server. 3.3 comes along with the Ice Crown Citadel. The Lich King himself is available to be, to be downed. As a guild, we were ready to go in and start dropping bosses, and in we go. And we had quite a bit of success, you know. I can't remember exactly how long it took us to clear normal, but it wasn't long. A few weeks, maybe. Great success. We farmed normal for a few more weeks to prepare, because Heroic wouldn't open until quite a while later. It took us a long time to work our way through Heroic, but work away we did. After downing Syndragosa on Heroic, we decided to extend that lockout for the week. Go straight to the big man himself. So, we did. We spent the first night wiping, 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 wiping. We never, ever saw the final phase. We made it to the second transition phase twice in about 40 pulls, but didn't make it out of that transition. Four hours of raiding, we called it a night. We will get back to this tomorrow. Arthas will fall. The next night, we're all ready to go on the Lich King. Everyone except Weasel is ready he had informed us of an important task pizza arrives in 10 minutes we will wait and so we did but 10 minutes turned into 20 minutes 
The pizza arrived, thank Jesus. And five minutes later, the guild was allowed to pull. Whilst the RP was going on with Tyrion and Arthas, it happened. Achievement spam. Ten server-wide announcements that someone had killed the Lich King for the first time in the realm on Heroic. The Ventrilo server was <laughs> quite animated in response to the announcements. We couldn't believe it. First, how the fuck has no one killed this already? Secondly, if only we'd stayed a bit longer last night, we could have been the realm first. But the RP was coming to an end and there was no time to discuss it now. We fucking killed him on the first pull of the night. We got to the final phase. We all panicked like idiots, but we survived. And we got into 10%. He killed us. We all went crazy. We couldn't believe it. Fingal, at this point, was fuming. Fuming that we'd wiped when we were all at full health. All right. <laughs> Finn didn't know that he died at 10%. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Fingal was fuming that he killed us while we were all at full health. He'd hit release and was raging about the bugginess of World of Warcraft these days. He released. He didn't know it was supposed to happen. He didn't know we'd won. So nine of us got our achievements. Oh, God, I remember this bug. Nine of us got our achievements and we looted the corpse while Fingal was stuck outside the instance. Blizz later fixed it so that you couldn't release at this point. And we got Fingal that kill the next week. After the initial euphoria of killing the Lich King died down, someone said, I just thought, Weasel... If you didn't order that fucking pizza, we would have the realm first right now. Weasel wasn't even listening. I found out the next day that after the Lich King had died, he jumped out of his chair and ran to eat some more pizza. Over the next few months, we farmed Heroic 10-man ICC. We got all the meta achievements, as you do. I leveled up a bunch of alts and so on, and as an officer team, though, we were making plans, of course, for the Cataclysm. We were gonna go 25-man. Big boy pants. Huge, huge shoes. This time, Realm First was ours. We nearly got it in ICC without even trying. Imagine what we could do if we were going to push for it. <clears throat> so we started recruiting. And someone invited a paladin. Whose RL name, Sly, was the same as Weasel's. But went by the name Nasty. At the time, everyone just referred to each other by their RL names. From the first conversation I had with Nasty, I thought he was a fucking prick. Apparently, though, I was the only one. Everyone else seemed to think the sun shone out of his ass, and he was the fucking joy of the guild. My first conversation with him when he introduced himself, he said, Hi, I'm Sly. Oh, our main tank is called Sly too, but he goes by Weasel. Do you prefer to be called Nasty, Sly, Slyboy? I asked. My name is Sly, not Nasty, not Slyly, not Slyboy, not Sly Woo Woo. It's fucking Sly. You raged at me. It was out of nowhere. I did the only thing I was supposed to do as a man born and raised in Salford. From that day on, I called him Nasty every opportunity I got. Nasty was a dick. He was also from the South. He was a cockney bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cockney bastard. And to make things worse, he wasn't even that fucking good at the game. He was a rep paladin that always miles beneath our other rep paladin on damage. Obviously, there were a myriad of excuses, which the officers thought was pretty good. It was not his fault. He's lacking gear. Once he gets a couple of items, he needs a new weapon. 
Well, I pointed out that he was doing worse damage now than when our paladins had the same or worse gear. They shrugged it off. Practice makes perfect. Nasty also said that he's only just getting back into World of Warcraft. He used to play it in a big way. He was a big, big player back, back then. But had just come out of prison where he had been sent for committing fraud. Oh, he is Southern. Okay. Now, apparently, the only person this caused alarm bells to go off for was me. Nobody else seemed to care about this story. He was constantly making shit up and people were just buying it up. I wanted to kick him. What's the matter? It's a rep paladin. But I was told if I did, they were just going to invite him back because he hadn't done anything wrong. So time goes on, ladies and gents, as time tends to do. And one day I log in, jump in the dark green with a, sup boys? I'm fucking nasty, replied to me in the officer chat. Why the fuck are you talking to me in the dark green? Who made this guy an officer? And then, from the pink, a message from Nasty. Do you think it's funny that you set my fucking officer note to Nasty, you little bitch? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I replied to him. I then text Weasel and asked, who made this fucking officer? To which Weasel replied, he was made an officer to help us with recruitment and planning for the cataclysm. Anyway... He was still lower rank than us. He wasn't a co-GM like us special people. He was actually the only officer who had an officer title. I couldn't believe it. I said to Weasel, this guy said he's been in prison for fraud. So either he's telling the truth, in which case he's a liar, or he's lying. Right? You get that? Weasel just shrugged it off. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the Angry Birds movie preacher or the chat. But the way everyone in the village thinks that the pigs are great and here to be friends, but Red just ain't buying it, well, that's me. I was Red. And these other morons were all the other stupid birds. <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> interesting comparison show. Time went on and Nasty floated the idea. I've got a plan. Listen to me. Why don't we faction transfer to the Alliance? Wait for it. It will be genius. And we will become the dominant force. No. I said. Why. Why would we faction transfer our whole guild. When we just finished recruiting for the cataclysm. Why would we do that. He came up with a sound reply. It'll be easier. To replace people. Who were shit. On the Alliance side. To which I replied. The only person I think is going to get replaced. Is you. So. Does that help if we're on the Alliance? As an officer team. We agreed to just not entertain that idea for now. But Nasty didn't want it to be left to one side. And started approaching guildies in the pink. A lot of guildies apparently came around to his way of thinking after some conversation because he brought it up on raid night. And all the raids started to agree with the idea. Notably, however, myself and all the non-officers that were in for that original Lich King kill did not want to do it. The decision was then said that because the majority of the guild were up for it, we should all switch. <laughs> I just said no. <laughs> no. Vehemently against it. But it felt like I was pissing in the wind. It was annoying for me. Because firstly, 
I'd already paid to have my priest transfer from Alliance to Horde. And secondly, my title Crusader was faction-bound at the time, so I was going to lose that after all the effort I put into getting it. As my entire guild began switching, including someone I worked with, I decided that, well, I have no choice now. Do I? And I had to switch with them. The only people that didn't switch with us were the original people who were there for that Lich King kill. It became quickly apparent why Nasty really wanted the faction transfer. It was because he didn't want to play his paladin anymore. He wanted to play a druid, which was already alliance waiting when we moved over. So he tricked the whole guild into switching to save himself one faction transfer. He said he's not worth him transferring his rep paladin because he's just going to play druid anyway. <laughs> that's, that's a huge brain play right there. Upon creation of the new guild, Weasel remained the GM. With us all as co-GM. However, despite him blagging hundreds of pounds worth of faction transfers out of nowhere, Nasty had now been promoted to the co-GM position for his good ideas. Nasty frequently lobbied for my demotion. As I have tried to stop the guild succeeding and moving forward. And I wasn't being progressive in the guild's plans. His protestations were originally met with, Just shut up, dude. And that's not happening. But over time, he fucking pushed. And he pushed. And he kept bringing up my other co-GMs, just kind of ignored it or appeased him. When Cataclysm was about to launch, it was to launch with multiple raids from day one, as some of you may remember. We agreed as a guild that we're going to go into Blackwing Descent at the weekend of week two of the launch. Part of the reason for this is that as Weasel and myself worked for the same team, we could not both be off on annual leave at the same time. And as Weasler booked his leave in before me, he got the time off and I had to work full time on Cataclysm launch week. The Cataclysm arrives. Deathwing destroys the world. And everyone else catapults to 85 and starts running heroic dungeons. I, the guild's main healing officer, as you might remember, was slower. I was working 40 hours during that first launch week. Plus 10 hours traveling to and from work. So I just didn't have the time. Once my day off came, I had hit 85 and was ready to go and get those dungeons. No rush as the raid was still 5 days away, right? However... Everyone in the guild was done with dungeons. They couldn't be arsed running dungeons anymore. I entered the pug world. Then a message appeared in the officer chat. It was, of course, Mr. Nasty. Uh, guys? Guys? I've been checking out the roster? And you know what? Our team is geared enough already. We can raid tomorrow. You know, you're right. I was thinking the same thing. The guys have been really good about getting all their dungeons and stuff done. That's a great idea. We should start raiding tomorrow. That's a tremendous idea, said the others. I piped up. Guys, I have terrible gear. I literally capped yesterday. We're going to raid on the weekend because of this exact reason. I had to work on launch week. Switch nasty replied. Yo, dude. If you've not put in the time and effort to gear up like everybody else on the raid team has, that's on you, okay? We're all waiting. Are you expecting everybody to wait because you haven't been bothered? My friends, my officer co-GM friends said I shouldn't worry about it. It's fine. Don't get stressed. Don't get worked up. Doesn't really matter. We'll go in. We're just going to get a feel for the fights. See if anything's so easy it just falls over. 
I might even get some gear drops if we down a boss or two. I still get to come. Fine, I thought. Fine. So the next day, I log in. I hit up a slash yo with a, yo, let's get to raiding. The message didn't send. So I tried again. Still didn't work. I open up the guild page. I'm not an officer anymore. I'm now a raider rank. I lost my fucking shit. As you might imagine. I was straight onto ventrilo with the offers. What the fuck? What's going on? To which, of course, my friend Nasty is there as he plays all day. And he has this reply seemingly prepared for me. <clears throat> hey. We as an officer team just felt you're just not putting in the same amount of time and effort as the rest of us. And certainly not representing what the other raiders should do from a position as an officer. We are obviously pushing, as you know, to get server first. And... Um, Rating at the top level requires more effort than you're putting in. I thought for a moment. My response had to be clear. Are you actually fucking demented? How can I put the same time in when I have a 50 hour work commitment that you all knew about months ago and was the only way for one of the other co-GMs to even be able to play this week? Weasel. You are the one that will have to demote me, so why are you listening to this fucking clown? You know full well I had to work this week so you could have time off. Weasel replies. <laughs> hey, let's just see how it goes, okay? Let's just give it a try for a couple of weeks. It's not permanent. It's just like, you know, there's a lot happening. It's the launch of a new expansion. We're trying to make strides. It's, you know, let's just see how it goes. We go to the raid and it doesn't go well. Despite my shitty gear, I'm still second on the meters in most fights. Not far behind the top spot. Nasty, it seems, is fucking shit at playing a druid. What a shocker. Just as shit as he was on, as his paladin. Despite his gear being near top in the guild. Blues, might I add. The next reset comes around and I'm invited, as a courtesy, I'm told, to the pre-raid officer meeting, given my past experience. Despite not officially being an officer anymore. At some point in the meeting, Nasty brings up, Guys. I really don't think we should be bringing someone to the raid that turns up with questing greens on, right? Who's in questing greens, I ask. You? You were in questing greens, he says. Me? I'm in full bis heroic dungeon gear, dude. You might be now, but you weren't last week, right? And some of the other raiders reached out to me in private, okay? They feel they can talk to me. And they said, uh, it's a little strange that you're getting special treatment compared to what they've done because you used to be an officer and it's not really putting out the right message, you know? Fuck this guy! I lost my shit! I don't remember the word for word, all right? This is back in Cataclysm, but I said you're a fucking stupid cunt. You know that? You are fucking terrible at this game. You are terrible at a rep paladin, which has like two buttons. You are terrible on a fucking bear. How is that even possible? Why these clowns keep listening to you is beyond me. I used to think that between them, there was at least some intelligence. Nasty responds that he isn't asking for anything drastic. Just for me to maybe sit out this week's raid as a message to the rest of the raiders that you're not getting special treatment. 
All I could say to Weasel, the GM, is kick this fucker or I'm out. It's as simple as that. I'll shut down the vent server and the guild website and you fucking can sort all this crap out yourself. Just calm down, says Weasel. There's no need to be all dramatic. So I fucking logged off. I shut down the vent server and I set the guild website to private. Go fuck those good dudes. The next day at work, Weasel asked me, what's going on with you? What's that all about, what you did last night? Someone else on the team overheard us arguing and asked what's going on in a fantasy land that had us so annoyed. Are the pixels running wild? <laughs> oh, God. Dude. <laughs> Fucking Chad walks over. What the hell happened, guys? Your little, your little fantasy game get all the top of you? Don't worry about it, sport. It'll be okay. Don't worry about it. So we both explained what's going on. And the team man looked at Weasel and just asked him if he was for real. He supported him. Hey! Are you for real? Why are you listening to some dude that scammed the guild out of hundreds of quid in fees to just avoid paying 20 quid himself? Someone who admitted to being in prison for fraud over someone who he literally worked with. Chad seemed to reach through. Maybe it was his pecs. Maybe it was the four women attached to him. But a light bulb seemed to flicker in Weasel's stupid little head. He said, Okay. I'll make you co-GM again tonight. Never happened, though. I logged on, jumped in the green. Evening. You are no longer in the guild. Of course. So I jumped to the pink to weasel. What? What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Why am I not in the guild? No one is. Nasty kicked everyone lower than him from the guild. And he took everything from our guild bank. He's deleted everyone off his battle net. And he's server transferred. Weasel opened a, a ticket to speak to a game master and was told basically, yeah, that'll happen. Probably shouldn't give people full access to the bank. <laughs> it had been building for all this time, as I'm sure it has with the audience. It had been building like a volcano. I could feel my balls tighten as it raged up. I fucking told you. I fucking told you so many times. I told you. You are so stupid. So stupid. Weasel didn't feel like inviting me back into the guild that night. The next day in work, he told me he didn't need to hear it right now and he needed some space. And the guild would just have to start again in a month or two with a 10-man team. And that he would be the only officer. He couldn't trust anyone anymore. Too many backstabbers, he said. I put the website back up with a banner and just changed it to some nice simple text. I fucking told you, all caps. Weasel asked me to take it down. I said, you know what, dude? No. After the way you've been, piss off. He told me the drama wasn't worth it and just disbanded the guild. After that, I went back to solo playing for the next few expansions. I didn't really get back into World of Warcraft in a big way until the Rona. I play every expansion, level an alt or two, run some LFR, maybe pug normal, but that's all I do. When 8.3 came out, I grinded to get a decent bit of gear. Essences, Corruption, the Huge, got Curve and got 3 out of 12 Mythic. And now Shadowlands is out, I'm raid leading again. In a guild that got curved this week and are heading into Mythic next week. My warning to your audience and to anyone listening to this. If someone's got a Cockney accent, kick them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't expect that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the line. If someone has a Cockney accent, just kick them. Kick them from your guild as fast as possible. Don't risk it. 
Also, avoid scousers. That's just general life advice. <laughs> As opposed to being World of Warcraft specific. Thank you very much for reading our story. And thank you for sharing with us that wonderful tale. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I mean... Not with this Scouser Cockney bit. I know many people from various parts of the country who are trustworthy. Uh, but that was an awesome tale. That was a very awesome tale. Thank God. Four wonderful stories for us today. Thankfully, my family didn't come home and cut us off early. I'm about to go see what it is. But that does bring us to the end of streaming for this week. 106 hours of Divinity are up online on YouTube if you are ever curious about checking out such a fantastic game. We gave two copies of the game away today. It's actually been just a tremendous Friday. I'm going to take my leave. I'm going to rest my voice. I hope you guys have a great weekend. All right. I hope you do something special. And hopefully we can all be together soon. I, I wish and hope and pray. As soon as I have news, I will let you know when we can do it. All right. Be good. Be awesome. Bye, everybody.